understanding that. There's a word from the Lord this morning that is found in a very familiar passage of scripture. It is the book of Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6. The book of Proverbs chapter 3 verses 5 and 6. I said to you on last week God has given me three uh, very particular sermons for the month of August to share with you. This is the second of these messages that God has given me. Not a series, but three individual messages. The Texas Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, the New King James Version. Hear the reading of God's holy word. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And here's where the subject is found. And he shall direct your paths. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he shall direct your paths. For the next few moments, I want to preach to you from the subject, the pathfinder, the pathfinder. It is said that perhaps we all, as human beings, as faith walkers, as believers, we all have at some point on this journey that we call life, we all have lost our way. Or perhaps we all have like the parable of the lost sheep that's found in Luke chapter 15. We all have unintentionally strayed off our intended pathway. And it really doesn't matter who you are. All of us have. None of us are that deep, that holy. None of us are that righteous that we could say that that does not apply to us. Listen to what Paul writes in Romans chapter 3 and verse 23. Paul writes to believers of the first century Christian church. And he says, the New Living Translation puts it this way. It says, for everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. All of us have fallen short of God's glorious standard. Now, although at times we may have lost our way, although at times we may lose our way, here's what God said to me. It is important that we do not lose our faith. Although we've lost our way, it is so important that we do not lose our faith. Listen to what this noted author, H.G. Wells, is quoted as saying. And I love this quote, and we are sharing it with you. Take a picture of it, write it down, because it, it has inspired my life. H.G. Wells, a noted author, says this, losing your way on a journey 
is unfortunate. But losing your reason for the journey is a fate more cruel. It's unfortunate that we at times lose our way. But it's devastating when you've lost the reason for the journey. (laughs) Uh, We may stumble. We may fall. But we must always remember the reason we get up every morning. Reason we press our way forward. Don't lose your faith. Don't lose your reason for getting up and saying, God, I trust you. God, I give you my best. The good news is this. The good news is that when we do lose our way, when we do stray from our God-given path, we have access to a caring, merciful, and a loving pathfinder. Ah, that's the heart of the message. When we lose our way, when we stumble, when we fall, when we're confused, when we don't know if we want to continue this faith journey or not, when we are not sure what direction to take, we have access to a caring, loving, and a merciful Pathfinder. What is a pathfinder? You ask Pastor Jackson. For the purposes of this message today, a pathfinder is defined as a person who goes ahead of a group to discover or to make a pathway or route through a dangerous or unexplored territory. Keep that up there. I want you to say something. A pathfinder not just goes with you. Amen. A companion goes with you, but a pathfinder goes ahead of your journey <laughs> and make a way where there is no way. Folks say God is a way maker. Uh, It's because he made a way out of nowhere through dangerous, through unexplored territory, through things that would sidetrack you. Listen, I said during the early morning service, oftentimes we become confused because we think it's easier than it is. Because we have avoided some obstacles or some barriers, we think, oh, this wasn't that hard. It isn't that hard because God has taken the hard things out of the way. God has taken the obstacle that you may have stumbled over. And God has made a way for you to go through it. Listen, God said, Uh, to my heart as I was preparing this message that as we travel through life's dangerous and uncharted territory, the Lord our God is our pathfinder. 
I want you to know that because someone is confused right now. Someone is trying to figure out, Lord, what did I do? Do I, do I have a career? Do I have a business? What am I going to do? And the problem is that with, oh, oh, I get to that. It's something I, I can't wait to get to. But, but, but just know this. God is our pathfinder. Listen to what Job writes in Job chapter 23 and verse 10, the NIV translation. But he knows the way that I take. And when he has tested me, or when he has tried me, I will come forth as gold. In other words, God knows where I'm going. God knows what is ahead of me. And when I've gone through the test, and when I've been tried in the fire, I will come through as gold. Psalms 119, verse 105, uh, the longest of all the Psalms, the psalmist writes these words, the New Living Translation puts it this way, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light on my pathway. Sometimes we would ordinarily stumble if God has not shined the light uh, on the pathway. We, we told you last week and Bill sung that old song that his dad and others used to sing, shine on me, let the light from the lighthouse shine on me. And I, and I was reminded of something. God reminded me of something just the other night. Uh, it was late, got home, and I had to take some trash, some garbage out to the trash can. But we had moved uh, the big trash can to the road because the garbage collectors were coming early that morning. But I had to take some trash out of the house uh, and, and take it to the trash can. But it was pitch dark in Hopkins, South Carolina. It was dark. And it's, it's, it's the country, y'all. And so there are all kind of creatures out there that you don't want to always stumble across. And so prior to going to the road to take the garbage out, I had to get a flashlight. And the light guided me and the reason I did not stumble was not because I was uh, uh, fleet of foot or I was that coordinated it was because I knew where I was going <laughs> Elder Jeff I knew where I was going even in the dark why because I was guided by the light some of you have not stumbled in this life call in this journey called life simply because God has led you and it has been so smooth that you in fact thought you did it you you thought you were that great and you didn't stumble because you were that coordinated you had your act together but no God led you in dark places and where you would have stumbled God put the light Right then, that's why when we say, let the lighthouse, uh, let the light from the lighthouse shine on me, it is because we trust God's guidance. Look at the text. As we turn to this text and we examine what King Solomon, who has been called the wisest man to have ever lived, write in this text and what he says about Proverbs. The book of Proverbs is a powerful book. In fact, 
uh, I am planning uh, in September on Tuesday nights to take 10 weeks to do a Tuesday night Bible series that's called Words to Live By, 10 Lessons from Proverbs in which God guides us, God gives us wisdom. The book of Proverbs was written as a book of instructions. In fact, it says so in chapter 1 and verse 3 of the book of Proverbs, the New Living Translation says it was written on how to live a discipline and a successful life. If you want to know how to live a discipline and a successful life, read Proverbs. It is so easy to read. In fact, uh, if you want to begin a Bible study, it, it is a good place to begin because it's 31 separate chapters, each one containing incredible, inspirational words of wisdom. Uh, you can you can take one per day and go through it in a month's time and you will be through the entire book of Proverbs. I challenge you to do that. It is incredible. It will change your life. It will speak to every facet of your life. Chapter 3 is where our text is found today. It is one of the most popular chapters of all the 31 chapters in Proverbs. And perhaps verses 5 and 6, exactly where the text is found, are some of the most memorized, quoted verses in all of the Bible. In fact, these verses, verses 5 and 6, of Proverbs chapter 3 are used as personal inspirational verses for so many of us who are people of faith and even those perhaps who do not even claim to be believers. Uh, and I would encourage you, if you haven't adopted it, you should go back and read it. These two verses, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, describe for us a life of total dependence and commitment to the Lord our God. That's what it is. Solomon writes these words uh, to give us wisdom, to teach us discipline, to help us live a godly life. And so he writes chapter 3 and he gets to verses 5 and 6 and they are so powerful. It, it teaches us, it encourages us it challenges us to live a life depending and committed to God no matter what we are going through. That's what it is all about. There are in this uh, chapter, in these two verses, three key insights. In fact, in chapter 1 of uh, Proverbs, New Living Translation, uh, it talks about it is books of insights of wisdom. That's what Solomon calls it. So God says in this, in this chapter, in these two verses, three key insights that Solomon shares uh, that will bless us. Three key things that Solomon says, I want you to get this. You should take note of these three things. 
We will put them on the screen. We encourage you to, to take a picture of them, write them down, do whatever you have to do. Go back and listen to the message again because the word will bless you and the word will change your life. Listen to these insights. Insight number one is this. We must trust in the Lord with all of our heart. And I want to emphasize all of our heart. We must trust in the Lord with all our heart. I want to say it again. We must trust in the Lord with all our heart. Listen, there are two uh, sub-thoughts in this first insight that I want to share with you also. The sub-thought number one is this. We must have faith and confidence in the Lord. And please listen to this. Even though things do not turn out the way we may have hoped or desired that they would turn out, we still must have faith and confidence in the Lord. See, trust is not having confidence in someone who does everything you want and give you everything you desire. But even when your heart is broken, even when you're disappointed with what he allowed to happen, you still must trust him. Listen, I, I've, I've experienced some heart-wrenching things in my time as pastor. One of them, I, I, I remember distinctly uh, that my wife and I on a, on a Sunday after church went to the hospital to visit one of our faithful church member and a staff member. And she was in the hospital and her son was so sick. And, and when we walked in the door, she was leaning over the bed of her son, just crying and calling on the name of the Lord. God, do this. God, please do this. God, I need this. This was her only child. Her husband had died about a year or so earlier. It was just she and her son. It broke my heart. I walked in and I saw her crying over the bed, having heard uh, what, what the announcement prognosis was that he was not going to make it. The doctor says, get everything in order. Soon after that, he transitioned. Young man that we all love in this church, he passed away. Um, young faithful man, I didn't understand. I was angry with God. I was upset and I said to God, God, if I'm angry, how can this mother make it? What will give her the strength to even get out of the bed? She trusts you, Lord. She believes in you, and you did not heal her son. But let me tell you something. The next Sunday, I came to preach. I got up to preach. I saw her in church worshiping God. And I said, God, now that's what faith is. That is what trust, her heart was broken. She had every reason to stay in the bed. She had every reason to be angry at God, but she pressed her way out, 
got out of the bed, came to worship God, refused to allow the enemy to put her in an emotional slump that impact her worship. I'm not saying she did not go through anything. I'm saying she worshiped her way through her agony and her pain. Faith is having confidence in God even when God does not answer your prayer. Ah, the second subthought from this first insight says this trust does not just come from the head, but trust also must come from the heart. We must trust God, uh, the text says, with all our heart. It is not just rational, but even with our emotions. Even with our feelings, trust in God with all of our heart. The second key insight that Solomon brings up in this text is this. It says that we must not rely or depend on our own understanding. We must not rely or depend on our own understanding. Look at this text from the New Living Translation. Go with me upstairs uh, to Proverbs chapter uh, 3, verses 5 and 6. The New Living Translation puts it this way. I want to show you something, what it says. And then we're going to go to the Message Bible after that to get a fuller understanding of what the text says. The New Living Translation of Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5 says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. <laughs> Do not depend on your own understanding. Drop down to verse 7 of this text for us also. Verse 7 says this of Proverbs 3, don't be impressed with your own wisdom. <laughs> You aren't smart enough. Don't rely on your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Now, if you can, go with us to the Message Bible. The Message Bible, in this same text, puts it this way, beginning at verse number 5 of Proverbs chapter 3. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Can I speak to you? You aren't that smart. You aren't that equipped that you can figure this out on your own. Listen, for God's voice is in everything you do everywhere you go. And look at what it says as we go on in the Message Bible. He is the one who will keep you on track. Look at the next sentence. Don't assume that you know it all. <laughs> Problem with some of us is that we think we know everything. Uh, we've drank our own Kool-Aid. We really do think we're that great. 
We really do think that, 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 that nobody can touch you and we are the greatest and we know everything, not just individuals, but ministries are guilty of that carnal sin also to think they're that great. No, you aren't. If you enjoy any level of success, it is because God is on your side. Second key insight say do not rely or depend on your own understanding. In other words, you cannot figure this out on your own. You have to come to the point where you turn your face to the wall and say, God, help me. You've got to say, God, if you don't do this, there's no way I can be delivered from this. I can't do it on my own. We cannot rely on our own instincts. Please look at this. We cannot always rely on our own instincts. Sometimes we have to choose to trust the Lord regardless of what we may think about the situation. It may look one way, but if God says go the other way, do it. Uh, your instincts may say, ah, that, that isn't the way I think I ought to go, but God says it's the way I want you to go, do it. Problem is that we've taken advice from validators who ought not be validators. We've allowed other people to shape and mold our lives. And in this age of social media, we reach out to too many people with too much of our business going to people who have no right to give an opinion about your life. I tell people all the time, you don't know me well enough to give an opinion about my life. You only know what you hear and what you see and what is on the surface, but my help cometh from the Lord. I know that if I need to do something, God is on my side. When you can't figure it out, get on your knees and call on the name of the Lord. Stop what you're doing. Stop consulting others and say, Lord, I need you every hour. I need you right now. Oh, bless me now. Anybody need the Lord to bless them right now? Come on, anybody need God right now? I just, I feel like somebody said, Lord, I need a right now word for my situation. I don't know how I'm going to make it, but bless me right now. Listen to this third and final instinct. <laughs> third and final instinct. We must acknowledge God in all that we do. <laughs> and he will show us which path to take. Listen, you've got to acknowledge him. <laughs> There's a sub-thought to this third instinct, the first sub-thought says this, we should always consult God when we're making decisions about our life, no matter how great or how small. I've learned to overly rely on God's advice. <laughs> Ooh, Lord, I need you. I need you. I, I don't care what the decision is, Lord, I need you. If I'm about another car, Lord, I need your advice. 
I, I need, I, if I buy another outfit, Lord, I, is this the right time at the right, should I spend this? Ooh, I need your advice for everything I do. I am totally dependent on God's guidance in my life. Don't ask me to do anything without me praying about it first. I've got to seek the will of God, consult God before you consult anybody else. The second key subthought to this third insight says that God will direct your paths. He will smooth out the rough place. Thank you, Lord. He can remove the obstacles from the road that is ahead of us. God sometimes go before us to smooth out the road because here it is, Isaiah 43 and 19, because God is about to do a new thing. <laughs> I need to say that again. I need, I need you to see this. I'm putting it on the screen so that you can see it. God is about to do a new thing. God says, I'm about to do something new that you have not yet seen. And the reason I'm going before you is I am going to do a new thing. I need you to hear this word again. Uh, God, thank you, is about to do a new thing. God gave me this, uh, uh, Jeff, after the 8 o'clock service and I was praying, getting ready, and God says, I need you to go to Isaiah and I'm going to show you something, Pastor Matt. God says, the reason I'm a pathfinder is because I need to go smooth out the pathway because I am about to do a new thing. Look at the New Living Translation, Isaiah 43 and 19. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. In other words, I went before you. Before you got there, I was already there. Bill, before they offered you the job, God had already made a way. God said, before the job became available, I put your name on it. And somebody said to me one time, who put my name in the hat? I said, it doesn't matter who put your name in the hat. Who put your name on the heart of those who made the decision? It was God. I have already begun. Then he asked the rhetorical question in Isaiah 43 and 19. Do you not see it? I will make ooh, Thank you, Lord. Come on, somebody. I will make a pathway through the wilderness. Can I preach? Should I preach? May I preach? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I know it's rough and the wilderness could take you out. 
But before you even get to the wilderness, thank you, Lord. Before you even get to the wilderness, God has already made a way. God has already made a way. Somebody ought to praise God and say you've already made a way. You've already smoothed out the rough places. I feel a praise. Somebody ought to help me worship God. Somebody lift those hands and say it's already done. Put those words on the screen for me. It's already done. It's already. It's already. It's already. Come on, Zion. It's already done. It's already done. It's already. It's already. Get your phone out. Get your iPad out. I need you to tweak the words. Put it out. It's already done. It's already done. It's already. It's already. Praise team is already. Man is already. It's already. God has already. Somebody ought to praise him. Somebody ought to worship him. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Zion. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. It's already. Somebody say it's already. Somebody declare it is already. Help me say. Come on, Zaya. Anybody know it's already done? Listen. As we prepare to conclude this message, there's a powerful scripture in Exodus chapter 14 and verse 13. You don't have to go there, but just I need you to keep that up there. It's already done. Thank you. And so God through Moses leads the children of Israel out of Egypt. God turned the heart of Pharaoh. And uh, Moses took the blood. Ha, I wish I could preach this. I got to go. My time is up. But somebody shout when I see the blood. And God put the blood on the doorpost. And when the angels saw the blood, the children of Israel were spared. Now here's the text. On their way out of Egypt, they're now free for the first time these are people who were born in captivity 
who had never been free before. And so for the first time, they are free on their way to the promised land. Ah, I wish I can preach this. My time is up. And God says, even in chapter 13 of the book of Exodus, God says, I sent them another way. I could have sent them the short way, but I sent them another way. Can I preach? Well, y'all excuse me. I sent them another way. what God blessed me with. God says, I purposely sent them the way of the Red Sea. I could have sent them through the land of the Philistine, but I sent them by the way of the Red Sea because although I knew the Red Sea was there, I had already made a way for them to come through it. Look at somebody say, it's already done. Look at somebody say it's already done. And so, Exodus 14, they get to the Red Sea. Remember, first time ever being free. First time ever having to make decisions for themselves. They get to the Red Sea. Uh, verse 12 of Exodus 14. They began to complain to Moses and say to him, didn't we tell you to leave us alone? Wouldn't it have been better for us to have died in Egypt? We should have still been slaves to the Egyptians. They lost their faith on their journey. But God, but God had a word through Moses Verse 13, Exodus chapter 14. But Moses told the people, do not be afraid. This is all you have to do. Stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. Somebody say it's already done. Come on, Zion, it is. Come on, people of God, it already done. Already. Already done. Come on.
close those eyes. I will follow you, Lord, because it's already done. I've decided, sing it the old way, Janelle Bill, come on, to follow Jesus. I have decided (laughs) to follow Jesus. (laughs) No turning back. No turning back. (laughs) That may not be your testimony, but that's mine. (laughs) Anybody right now, come on. I I have have decided. to follow Jesus, ah. no turning back, no turning back. Ooh. I have decided. That's right. Thank to you. Follow Jesus, no, no turning. turning. I have decided to follow, follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back, no turning back. The old church would say, the cross before me, come on. The cross before me. The world behind me. Ah, the world, the world me. come on somebody the cross, the cross tell them the world, the world no turning back no turning back no turn no turning back listen wherever you are here is my final statement that I want to make As we conclude this message, no matter where we may be on our journey, I need you to hear this. We are never beyond the reach of God. Mm. Listen, we we have put this on the board because I want to end with this. Remember, no matter where we are, where we may be on our journey we are never beyond the reach of God he can find us (laughs) he will guide us he is the ultimate pathfinder (laughs) he made a way out of no way that's why I follow you Lord There's a number on the screen right now. And I need somebody to pick up that phone because you've been bombarded by the enemy all last week. Perhaps for the past five months, you've been bombarded by the enemy. God says, I'm about to show you the path that I want you to take. And before you even take the path, he has already been there. (laughs) In Exodus, what the children of Israel did not know was that God had already made a way to come through the Red Sea. (laughs) Can I tell you something? 
it was never in God's plan to remove the Red Sea. But God's plan had always been for them to get to it and go through it. Who am I preaching to right now? Some of you had asked God to take that obstacle out of your way. God said it had never it has never been in his plan to remove that obstacle that you are facing but to bring you to it and to help you go through it because on the other side of this is the promise of God God has something with your name on it on the other side of your trouble and your heartaches right now come on and worship with the praise team just before we pray yeah no turning back yeah. the cross before me change your life if you want to commit your life to the Lord right now in the privacy of your own home pick up that phone and call this number that is on the screen right now if you're listening by way of radio the number is 888-776-1238 someone is there to pray with you and to pray for you we all will have our red seas to come through. I've realized that. I've realized that trusting in the Lord with all my heart does not mean trusting God during good times. But even when my heart has been broken, God, I trust you. Because I know that you never put more on me than what I'm able to bear. Somebody, wherever you are right now, amen. We are about to touch and agree as we pray right now. Ooh, just lift those hands. If you are in a position where you can pause whatever you're doing and lift those hands to the Lord, ask God to guide you. He's your pathfinder. <laughs> I tell folk all the time, they're friends of mine, they're colleagues of mine who they don't understand what some may call the lack of ambition. Some may call it, you don't seem to care about some of the things we care about. It's not that I think of myself any greater than anyone. I'm just on a different path. <laughs> Sometimes you're on a different pathway. And your path is not to take you to the highest political office in the land. The path is not to become the greatest businessman mate the most amount of money you can possibly make to just increase your bank account over and over again. I used to be on that path. <laughs> Quite honestly, I was really never happy on that path. 
but God put me on a different pathway. God put me on a pathway where I feel so joyous every morning that I wake up. And perhaps I've told you this before, my wife can attest to this. Every morning I wake up, it doesn't matter how early or how late, I go to the window and open the door and see the goodness of a brand new day. And what God says to me when I do that, Mac, is now you know why you're alive. I don't go check my bank account. I don't go just check how many messages I have first. I don't go check social media posts. I go to the window. I open the blind. And I say, good morning, God. Thank you for letting me see a brand new day. And this is what it's all about. See, I needed that a week ago last Friday because I got up that morning. I went to the blind. I opened the door. I said, thank you for this day. A few moments later, my sister Pat Chip's wife called me. Chip was in distress. An hour later, he had transitioned home. If, if my pathway was consumed with finances and popularity, I would not have made it. But because I walked with God, <laughs> because I had a relationship with God, God had already prepared me in a sense, although you can never really anticipate this. I'm speaking to someone right now who's perhaps you're going through a difficult time in your life. God says, I've already prepared you for that. Go home and read Exodus chapter 13 and 14, particularly that verse in chapter 13 when God says, I could have taken them the shorter way, but I purposely took them through the wilderness and through the Red Sea. It was a part of God's master plan. Close those eyes right now. Call that number that's on the screen. Lord, we thank you for this message today. I pray that it touched someone's life. Lord, I pray that after the messenger has been forgotten, someone will still always remember the message that you are the ultimate pathfinder. A pathfinder is not just a companion. A pathfinder goes before us and make a way in the wilderness. <laughs> and make a way through a dry place. And we say thank you. Thank you because it is already done. You have already made a way. Someone who was in distress, someone who was thinking about giving up, the enemy should have taken them out last week. It's too late now. They've already been encouraged to know that they can make it. Bless us, Lord, even as we walk through this brand new week, not knowing what is ahead of us, but we know who has gone in front of us. <laughs> you have. You have already made a way, and we say thank you. For this is our prayer. In your name we pray and give thanks. And everybody that know it is already done, say amen. Amen. Come on and worship with us if you can. Call that number on the screen, please, right now. Call that number on the screen. Amen. Amen.
He's the pathfinder, right? One more time, yeah, 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 yeah. I have Come on and thank God for his direction in your life. No turning back. Thank you for joining us here at the Biblewood Church of Atlas Road. Amen. To those of you, we want to remind you on Tuesday beginning at 5 o'clock, I think we are passing out gift cards. Um, to those that are in the community and beyond, just drive by. Amen. We're not checking your membership. Uh, we're not asking qualified questions. Just come and we want to be a blessing to you. It is our way of giving back to those that are in need. Thank you because of your generosity, because of your gifts. There are some that have given tremendously as it relates to this ministry. What, and when I say tremendous, I don't mean the amount. Anything you have given, if you've given it out of faith, it has been a tremendous offering to this ministry. We say thank you. Amen. If you have not, then we ask you to bless us so that we can bless others. Continue to bless your local church wherever you are. Continue to be a blessing. In order to receive a blessing, God says we must be a blessing. Now lift those hands for the benediction. Amen. Now may the grace of God, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide with us now, tomorrow, and forevermore. And the church said amen. Amen. God bless you. Come on. like to thank everyone for tuning in. If you desire prayer, please call 1-888-776-1238. There are many safe, secure, and easy ways to give to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. Online giving is available to members and guests through my connections at bwcar.org. You can choose to give through your bank, checking, debit, or savings account, or via our mobile giving app by texting BWCAR along with your giving amount to 73256. You can mail your check to P.O. Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations will be accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you feel as if this service was a blessing to you, please be sure to share with your family and friends. For additional announcements and for more information, be sure to visit our website at bwcar.org.